Mac Folklore Radio, read by Derek. In the very quiet podcast Discord, Charkas wondered out loud, how did we end up getting stuck with all those four-digit Power Mac model numbers anyway? Maybe this is the answer. Macworld, August 1993. State of the Mac, by Adrian Mello. Name that Macintosh. There is a grave crisis in the former orchards of Cupertino. Despite its best intentions, Apple seems unable to rise to a critical challenge that, if not overcome, may doom the company. The crisis? Apple's product names. This month, Apple continues its never-ending product rollout with two more PowerBooks, the Color Active Matrix PowerBook 180C and the low-cost PowerBook 145B, both previewed in this issue. That means there are now seven PowerBooks, more than the total models in the entire Macintosh line just three or four years ago. At the rate the elves at Apple are popping out new Macs, there will be several hundred models by the year 2000. How is Apple helping us keep track? Well, it's come up with a brilliant naming scheme that combines the way Mercedes-Benz and BMW name cars with the way Sylvester Stallone names movies. I would be pretending if I said I knew where Apple got its inspiration for naming Macs. However, I have a theory. These names come from an elite group of sub-geniuses who make a bushel full of money for sitting around dreaming up product names. You can imagine these marketing poets seated in a tinted glass conference room with white acoustic tile. Come to think of it, maybe this is the inspiration for those little air holes in the front of the new Macs. The recently introduced Centris 650, for example. In a pastoral industrial campus in Cupertino. The truth is that without really understanding the meaning behind model names, we are forced to speculate. This follows in the tradition of other great ambiguous systems such as alchemy, numerology, palm reading, and Beatles albums. On that last subject, some hackers tell me that if you play one of the Macintosh system sounds backwards, it will say, Steve is dead. I suspect there is some hidden meaning behind the Mac monikers. I, for one, am determined to get to the bottom of it. Perhaps we'll discover a new definition for the term fuzzy logic. The Golden Delicious 205 If Apple had stuck to Apple-related names, perhaps there would be no problem. A Macintosh, after all, is named after a variety of Apple. I think there was a lot of potential in this idea, and Apple could have cultivated a virtual orchard of product names. What about the Golden Delicious 205, the Granny Smith 2, or the Fuji 900ZX? There are approximately 5,000 varieties of apples, so Apple would face no danger of running out of names. With this in mind, it's promising to see Apple working on the Newton. Apple's first logo was Sir Isaac under an apple tree, presumably about to get bopped. Following the Newton example, Apple could branch out into product lines named for historical figures known for their relationship with apples. Someday you might prepare a letter or a presentation on a Johnny Appleseed 180C, a William Tell 3, or an Eve Plus. Instead, Apple is using names that sound like a cross between fancy cars and Roman tyrants. The Numbers Game 
For several years, you could count on Apple to christen new models with Roman numerals and the occasional letter. This all started with the Apple II, the Apple IIc, the IIe, and the IIgs. The company carried this scheme over to the Macintosh II, the Classic II, and the LC II. Someone once said that after the ill-fated Apple III, a chip would sometimes spontaneously leap out of the main system board, the company would never again use the Roman numeral three. Well, the LC3 proves that theory wrong. I've already heard some people in the industry speculating that the impending next-generation PowerPC-based Mac will be referred to as the Mac 3. As majestic as Roman numerals are, you run into problems with big numbers. We've all seen those long, impenetrable copyright dates trailing the end of movies. You know, MCMLXXXIV? Can you imagine the Centris CXIV or the Quadra CLIX? Apple still uses Roman numerals, but the company wanted more freedom. Have you ever noticed that if you look at Roman numerals too long, they begin to look an awful lot like letters? Perhaps one day, after a particularly brutal brainstorming session, the marketing poets noticed the same thing. This might explain the lettering on the Mac 2 line, including the 2X, 2CX, 2CI, 2FX, 2SI, 2VX, and, overseas, the 2VI. For a long time, Mac owners tried to figure out what these letters stood for. I've never solved it, but a source told me that this naming arrangement was the sinister work of Mr. Mixizabtlk an enemy of Superman who could be defeated only by being tricked into saying his name backwards. Now, I don't know a lot about this guy, but you can pretty much figure out two things from his name. One, he didn't like vowels, and two, he didn't win too many spelling bees as a child. A few sources, including, I think, Apple Confidential 2.0, have explained Macintosh 2 product names like this. The two is the original, 2X means extended or 68030. 2CX means compact 68030. 2CI means compact internal video. 2FX means fast, I guess. 2SI is too slim with internal video. And 2VX and 2VI mean absolutely nothing, though the 2VX and 2VI were the first Macs with an internal CD-ROM, so I guess they kind of gave up. Even this naming arrangement ran out of steam a couple of years ago when Apple really kicked into product overdrive. The marketing poets must have known that they were going to run into problems with the big Roman numerals and run out of two-letter combinations. I imagine one of them driving into work one day, trying to figure out which brand new German luxury car to buy this year. It was a tough call, but it came down to one of the BMW models, such as the 850i, 750IL, or the 535i, or a Mercedes-Benz 500SL, or 300CE. That's when it hit home. Macs could have meaningless combinations of three-digit numbers for names just like the big toys. That's how we got the Performa 200, 400, 405, 430, 450, and 600, the Centris 610 and 650, the Quadra 700, 800, 900, and 950, the PowerBook 100, 140, 145, 160, 170, and 180, and so on. My outmoded carbon-based brain tells me a bigger number is supposed to be better within each of the product lines, but beyond that, 
I'm stumped. The scariest development yet is that combinations of numbers and letters are coming back. The 145B, 165C, and 180C. Now, I ask you, why is the B capitalized while the C is not? Whatever the reason, my guess is that as models proliferate, we can expect to see more alphanumeric combinations. If only Apple would use names that mean something, even if just in vanity plate speak. You know, Tote Mac for one of the duos, or O40 Power for the Centris 650, or maybe even Love My Mac for one of the performers. Perhaps the naming scheme should be more grand and mythological in the tradition of ancient Greek epithets such as the Storm Gatherer or Fire Giver. The epithet scheme led to the one good name in the Mac line, the Power Book. It actually tells you something about the system in question. Hmm. Scratch one marketing poet who is now unemployed. Latin Tech Talk the latest development in Macintosh product names is the use of Latin-sounding words duo, quadra, centris, that seem both mysterious and technical at the same time. Quadra basically means four. Intel, which is doing pretty well these days, seems to have logged on to the same vibes as Apple's marketing poets. The semiconductor company recently named its microprocessor Pentium, which roughly translates to the fifth. My guess is that Centris is not really another name for 100, that's just a bonus. Centris is meant to imply the center, or mid-range, of the Macintosh product line. Pretty clever, huh? This word is also part of the recent wave of company and product names that are mysterious-sounding words that end in is or us, like Aldous, Claris, Nexus, and Lexus. If Apple continues in this direction, we might end up with the Septius 700, the Quo Vadis 4, or the Extremis LX. Another Macworld article called these names Neoclassical. Look it up, quite interesting. Code Names Some of Apple's code names have been much more interesting than the final names. Once upon a time were Macs called Paris, Cabernet, Chablis, and Bobcat before they were cast out onto dealers' shelves. System software and applications continue to have even more interesting code names. Pink, Amber, Casper, Bedrock, Wildcard. Some of the best names even make it out into the light of day, like QuickDraw and QuickTime. If you can figure out any meaningful system behind all of the Mac names and numbers, I'll send you a small cash prize. And I'm sincere when I say small. Also, you can help curtail the Apple product naming crisis by entering your own scheme in our Macintosh naming contest to CXGL. If you think of any better suggestions for Mac product names, please send them to me, and perhaps I'll publish the best ones. I sure could use any help you might offer, since I'm applying for a job as a marketing poet at Apple. And I've already got my eye on a German luxury car sporting a three-digit number. I miss the old model names. Nowadays, if somebody says they have an iMac, maybe they mean a Bondi Blue from 1998, or maybe they just ordered an M1 iMac. Who knows? Uh -huh.